Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, and we are awaiting the beginning of a press conference by the University of Cincinnati Medical Center Health Physicians to discuss further updates on Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, As we told you at the top of the show, very good news coming out of Cincinnati this morning that DeMar was awake, responsive, and it appears all of his neurological functions are intact. That was the chief concern when he did wake up, you know, would he have his neurologic faculties? Because every second that you're not breathing and your heart is stopped, As hard as this is to hear, there is oxygen that is not going to the brain, and your brain needs oxygen to function. So fortunately, due to the very quick work of the Bills medical and athletic training staff, as well as the staffs on the Cincinnati Bengals sideline, uh, it looks as though DeMar, the early indications are that he has avoided um, any neurological setbacks as a result of the cardiac event he experienced on the field Monday night. So... We got the update from the family in a team statement this morning, which was encouraging. We've heard other national reports from ESPN's Diana Rossini and Adam Schefter, as well as NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, that he is making remarkable improvement. Uh, Diana Rossini even reported that doctors believe he is ahead of schedule. That's her report. We'll see if the doctors, in fact, confirm that when we hear from them momentarily. It's uh, We are expecting to be updated by William Knight IV, MD. He's a professor of Department of Emergency Medicine at the University of Cincinnati. He's a college of medicine. And also Timothy Pritz, MD. He's the professor in the Department of Surgery at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine. So those are the two gentlemen, at least two of the gentlemen, uh, that we'll be looking to hear from in a few minutes. Uh, we've been waiting for this press conference for well, all morning and now early afternoon, uh, we've told and we knew that it was, you know, just with our experience about this stuff, we knew it was, wasn't going to come off right when they said it was going to come off. <laughs> um, and um, so here we are uh, momentarily. So, well, we, we have to remember that there is a legal side to this, you know, <laughs> HIPAA laws and all of that. So they probably had to cross some T's and dot some I's in terms of what they could and could not say, and undoubtedly they consulted with the family right. on what those permissible, what the permissible information to release is, 
and what is not permissible to release. There are certain, this is obviously a private time as well. As public as this story is, and as far-reaching as this story is, because people are genuinely concerned, and understandably so, we're all in that boat, especially here in western New York. At the same time, this is a very private matter, and the family undoubtedly makes decisions as to what they feel comfortable discussing and not discussing. But as we understand it, we're ready to, uh, for the press conference to begin. So let's go now live to the UC Medical Center for the latest updates on DeMar. Good afternoon. My name is Kristen Weavers, and I'm the Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing and Communications Officer here at UC Health, representing the University of Cincinnati Medical Center here in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're delighted to join you today and to be invited by DeMar's family and the Buffalo Bills to give you an update on the medical condition of DeMar. I'd like to introduce these two incredible physicians that are with us today. Dr. William Knight, A. Knight IV, is a professor in the Department of Emergency Medicine at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine. Dr. Knight is also the lead physician for the Cincinnati team of unaffiliated neurotrauma consultants, visiting team medical liaisons, and emergency medical services support, including on-field paramedics, airway management physicians, and respiratory therapists. Dr. Timothy Pritz is a trauma surgeon and serves as a professor in the Department of Surgery at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine and the Division Chief of General Surgery. I'm going to hand our beginning comments over to Dr. Pritz so he can begin to share the current medical condition of DeMar Hamlin. Dr. Pritz. Good afternoon, everybody, uh, and greetings from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, it's our privilege today to meet with you. Um, and Dr. Knight and I are representing the many, many individuals and teams that have helped care for uh, Mr. Hamlin. Uh, since the on-field event uh, on Monday night. Uh, we would like to share that there has been substantial improvement in his condition over the past 24 hours. Uh, we had significant concern um, about him after the injury and after the event that happened on the field, uh, but he is making substantial progress. Uh, as of this morning, uh, he is beginning uh, to awaken, uh, and it appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. Uh, we are very pr uh, proud to report that, very happy for him uh, and for his family and for the Buffalo Bills organization uh, that he is making improvement. Uh, he continues to be critically ill uh, and continues to, to undergo intensive care uh, in our surgical and trauma ICU. Uh, he's being uh, cared for by uh, ICU uh, neurosurgery, I'm, I'm sorry, neurocritical care teams, uh, trauma surgery uh, and a cardiology team, as well as our expert nurses uh, and respiratory uh, therapists. Uh, they are attending to him and he still has uh, significant progress that he needs to make. Uh, but this remark, uh, this marks a really uh, good turning point uh, in his ongoing care. We are happy to entertain some questions and I believe uh, representatives from the Buffalo Bills are going to help facilitate those for us. 31 questions in the chat. Yeah, we can't, we can't see the chat, but. Dr. Pritz and Dr. Knight, we really appreciate it. And then Wolf will be first. 
Dr. Prince, Dr. Knight, this is Cameron Wolf with NFL Network. We really appreciate you spending some time with us and uh, sharing some updates here. Uh, if possible, can you take us through the timeline from when uh, DeMar arrived in your care to where we are now as far as what you guys did with his, uh, with his recovery and uh, where that progress in specific is? Do that with the person who just posed the last question. Did I come through clearly there? No. Can you try again? Yes. Apologies. Uh, first of all, appreciate you, Dr. Dr. Pritz and Dr. Knight for your time and your care in this situation. Uh, this is Cameron Wolf with NFL Network. Just wanted to inquire if you can take us through the timeline from when DeMar came into your care and to where he is now as far as what you guys have done um, to get him to this significant improvement stage. Sure, um, and, and, and thanks for, for being here today. What I can tell you is that our team involved, uh, a significant number of the care team in, involved in, in, in helping with Mr. Hamlin on the field on Monday night. Uh, he was attended to by four of our emergency physicians serving in the various roles as uh, the airway physician, the visiting team medical liaison, uh, a neurotrauma consultant, um, as well as one of the team physicians for the Cincinnati Bells, uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, as, as everybody knows, Mr. Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest on the field, and it was promptly recognized by the Buffalo Bills medical staff, and that allowed for a very immediate uh, resuscitation on the field. Um, he was promptly resuscitated. Um, it did require CPR and defibrillation. And at which point he was transported to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, where he was met by Dr. By, uh, Dr. Pritz and the, the trauma team, as well as our emergency medicine uh, colleagues. He was managed and resuscitated and worked up in the emergency department, um, had some additional uh, tests in the ED and in the hospital, and then has been managed in the surgical ICU, uh, as, as uh, Dr. Pritz said. It's been uh, a long and difficult road for the last three days. Um, he has been uh, very sick and, and has made a, a fairly remarkable recovery and improvement to the point, as, as Tim noted, um, he, he is now uh, demonstrating that sign of, of good neurologic recovery, as well as overall clinical improvement, as, as has been previously reported related to not just his vital signs, but a lot of his other uh, individual organ recovery. Doctor, this is this is uh, Thad Brown from WROC Television in uh, Rochester, New York. Again, like Cameron said, thank you very much for your time and, and all the work that you've done with this. Can you speak at all to the cause of what happened? What caused the cardiac arrest? And I think specifically, was it simply the actions that happened on the field or was there something existing that, you know, made Mr. Hamlin, um, I guess, uh, something that might be susceptible to, to this happening? Uh, the, the answer to that is that, that that workup is ongoing, and we do not have definitive answers as to the ideology of the arrest at this time, and that tests will continue to be ongoing as he continues to progress. Thank you very much. Hi, Dr. Knight and Dr. Pritz. This is Matt Bovey with WKBW in Buffalo, New York. As everybody has also said, thank you for everything that you guys have done. I know you briefly mentioned it to Cameron's question about what the timeline was like. 
but can you guys go into a little bit more detail or explain how critical those first moments were on the fields to ultimately get him to this point and what the doctors and the medical staff from the Bills and Bengals were able to accomplish in that period? Sure. I think it, it just speaks really to the immediate recognition that there was something significantly and seriously wrong by the Bills medical staff. I, I, I the team and I speak together, we cannot credit their team enough. They're often, unfortunately, uh, there are injuries occasionally that happen on, on uh, sports fields, be it football or others. Um, but it is incredibly rare to have something be this serious that happens um, like that. And to be that quickly recognized, what they did was immediately marshal the emergency action plan, meaning the, the emergency medicine services. That prompted the airway physician, the emergency physician that was out on the, on the field, um, to be at his bedside in, in less than a minute. Um, he had a prompt recognition of uh, loss of pulse, um, which gave him immediate bystander CPR, which as, as all many of you know, rarely if ever happens. And so the fact that, that Mr. Hamlin had immediate bystander CPR in addition to prompt recognition of his arrhythmia to get defibrillated and then, and then back to the return of circulation very quickly um, that speaks to that timeline that you were asking about to get the return of spontaneous circulation with immediate bystander CPR that was performed um, well, um, all meeting the standard of what we would expect uh, in that scenario is what has led us to be able to discuss these good outcomes today. I will second that, you know, the, the Bill's training staff who was with them immediately recognized that this was not a run-of-the-mill injury and that they, they had a significant event on their hands and immediately responded and uh, uh, got the emergency response team uh, involved in his care. And really, this was went as well as something like this could go uh, under very challenging circumstances. And they did a fantastic and, you know, job, which is why we're here today. And understanding how complicated of a situation this ultimately is, would it be fair to say that if things would have taken a few extra minutes or maybe even a few extra seconds, there could have been a different outcome here? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. All right. Thank you both for everything that you guys have done and for the time today. This is John, John Scott from Spectrum News in Buffalo. You mentioned there are signs of neurological intact. What have been those signs that you have seen from him that, that give you uh, the reasoning to make that uh, assessment. We were in the situation where we wanted to allow him to gradually, you know, wake up as the rest of his uh, body was healing. Uh, and uh, last night he was able to um, emerge and uh, follow commands uh, and even ask uh, who had won the game. And timeline-wise, I'm, I'm sure you don't necessarily deal with these events regularly, but how common is it from Monday night to now for that sort of uh, improvement to be made? Uh, the answer to that is it's variable. We, we do uh, manage post-cardiac arrest patients routinely as part of critical care in, in all of our ICUs, and, it, and it's variable, but it, it speaks to his age, his incredible fitness. And then again, I, I don't think that we could emphasize enough the immediate medical response. The fact that he had highly trained uh, professionals from the Buffalo Bills, in addition to having um, paramedics, emergency physicians, respiratory therapists, all right at his bedside in less than a minute from the collapse, that speaks to that ability that demonstrates that he had good perfusion to his brain that led to, to no um, identifiable neurologic deficit.
Thank you so much. Dr. Pritz, I just want to follow up on something you said that DeMar spoke last night. Can you speak yeah, to that? I can clarify. He did not speak. Um, he was able to communicate uh, in writing. Um, and he is uh, unable to speak with us yet as he uh, still has a breathing tube in and we're still assisting him with uh, ventilation. Uh, so the, um, you know, when he was communicating with us uh, last night and then again today, that's been in writing. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, to paraphrase uh, one of our partners, you know, when, when he asked, did we win? The answer is yes, you know, Damari, you won, you've won the game of life. Uh, and that's probably the most important thing out of this. And we really need to keep him at the center uh, of everything else that's going on. And we really want... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To ensure a good outcome for you. Uh, the, hi, this is Todd Dykes with WLWT TV here in Cincinnati and Doctors Again. I know so many people are, are just so grateful for the work that you've done, the work on the field and so forth. I was fascinated. I think so many of us were to learn about the protocols the NFL has in place, the 60-minute meeting and so forth, when the chief medical officer talked about that yesterday. And the question was asked a bit earlier, but I'll, I'll circle back. Had there not been one thing in that protocol that would not have been in place, whether it was equipment or might not have worked, or a personnel or so forth, what would that one thing have been that could have led to a more, you know, tragic outcome? Because I think we're all realizing that the NFL does a lot of pre-planning for these kinds of situations. I'm just curious to get your take on that. I, I'm not sure there is one thing. I think that, that really speaking and emphasizing to that team approach, that if you see those pictures in that video of the congregation of a team, the team, uh, you had, uh, bills, professionals, Bengals, professionals, independent, uh, physicians. Um, but we have all the right equipment. There's all the, the, the EMS equipment, airway equipment, advanced cardiac life support equipment, the ability to do CPR, the ability to defibrillate is all there and all spelled out in terms of accessibility. 
speaking specifically to our team, we, we had several of my partners that were um, that, that were teammates, that were partners that were helping to resuscitate Mr. Hamlin. And you have those scenarios where people know each other and they train together. There's not a lot of speaking that needs to happen. They know how to work. They know how to integrate. No different than when Dr. Pritz and I are working in the trauma bay that you see. And that really goes a long way to helping with that in terms of that overall management. But was there one thing or is there one thing that if absent would have led to a, a, a poor outcome? I, I can't say that there was any one thing because it really is the entire global spectrum of care from the minute he collapsed until the ongoing care he's receiving right now up in the ICU. Thank you. Hi, this is Catherine Fitzgerald from the Buffalo News. Um, thank you guys so much for all of this clarity and everything you're doing. I was wondering if you could just add a bit more context on kind of what next steps will look like for recovery from Damar. You know, you mentioned how um, he's, his health puts him in a good position, but just from a, a human standpoint, just kind of what is the process like from here um, for him? Yeah, from, from our, that's a great question. Um, and there are many, many steps uh, still ahead of him. Uh, from our standpoint, we would like to see him continue to improve. Uh, to be completely uh, breathing on his own uh, and uh, then to be, you know, ready to be discharged uh, from the hospital. So those are the immediate next steps um, as we go for his care. You know, his family has been with him at his bedside um, as have members of Buffalo Bill uh, organization uh, really since this all began. Uh, and uh, we really want to get him home to them. And so those will be the immediate next steps. Uh, and then we'll talk about, uh, you know, potential plans for the future. Hey guys, it's Liz Bonus from uh, WKRC TV Cincinnati. So excited to just talk to you for the first time. And I uh, want to say you've certainly made a difference showcasing our city and the great medical care here. A couple things. I've heard that he had to be traked on the field. I was wondering if you could comment on that. Um, and that as a result, there may be some lung challenges. Uh, and then I also just wondered. Um, you know, kind of from here, uh, what about the physical constraints now? Do you expect him to fully walk and talk and all the rest of that? Sounds like the brain function we were really worried about is good, but what about the rest? Liz, I can answer your first question. He was not traped on the field. He, he was intubated on the field, had a, 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 what I would, would deem a textbook resuscitation um, on the field from, again, immediate bystander CPR, uh, defibrillation, airway management, and then transport to the hospital. It, it's critical that we do that resuscitation at the scene of where a cardiac arrest is. Um, that portends the best recovery. Um, there was no um, trach or, um, or, or, or airway other than the endotracheal tube that he has. As for the long-term recovery, again, we're focused on the, the right now. And he still has a, a, a little ways to go in terms of liberation from the ventilator. And, and I think that that's going to be our focus right now in terms of helping him to recover, liberate, continue to get uh, stronger and, and rehabilitate. Um, but it, it is entirely too early to, to project into the future. So is there any reason that you don't expect him to make a full recovery? Again, more focusing on right now. I don't have any reason to expect or not to expect anything into the future, just focusing on what's going on right now. All right, last thing. Lots of people are praying for you guys, and they're just wondering if you felt it. Yeah, we have. It's been it's been very powerful. We, we've been surrounded by um, a great. I, I think we keep using the word team, um, in that um, by by Dr. Pritz and I being able to get to know this amazing family and this amazing organization of 
in a matter of 48 hours, having friends and having family of, of the hugs and the tears that have already been shed just by the progress that's been made. But then looking outside, I mean, all I have to do is look over my left shoulder and I see um, vigils and posters and, and well-wishers and the food that has showed up at the hospital for the support for the family and for the emergency department and for the surgical ICU team, the support that's been done to the family. Um, uh, the Mars family is, is wonderful. They've been right here. They've been, they've been great throughout the entire stay. And so have we felt it? Yeah. It doesn't take long to look outside and see the lights, the blue and the red around the city of Cincinnati, the support from local restaurants, the support from the, the fans and just, and just people who are concerned. So yes, it's been very powerful. And does DeMar know it too? He's, he's, he's learning it today. He's learning it today. Excellent. Thanks you guys. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, this is Coley Harvey with ESPN and just echoing everyone else. Uh, really, thank you guys so much for taking this opportunity to talk to us. Um, I, I actually kind of I just have two questions, but I want to piggyback on that last point. You guys have mentioned that there has been a level of communication with DeMar writing. I, I'm curious, what, what are you all able to see that that he's understanding or processing what all has happened to him these last uh, couple of days? Uh, you know, we've discussed, um, you know, with him what happened. Um, he's not quite to the point where we can have a conversation because again, still has a breathing tube in, um, and is able to communicate with uh, yeses and nos by shaking his head, nodding his head, or with, uh, with brief notes. Um, you know, we, uh, he was expressed surprise that he had been, you know, not with, with the world for two days. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've talked to him about all the support that's been given from uh, Cincinnati, Buffalo, and really across the country, uh, for him and his family during this time. You know, his uh, his mom and dad have talked to him about uh, what has happened. And we expect that we'll continue to have ongoing conversations with him. You know, and again, his first, you know, first question that he wrote when he when he started to awaken was, was did we win? So we know that he's really that it's not only that the lights are on. We know that he's home uh, and that it appears that all all the cylinders are firing uh, within his brain, which is greatly gratifying for all of us, for the nurses and the respiratory therapists and the care team that's been at his side uh, for his family and for everybody else beyond. And my last other question is, uh, what what comes next? What 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 exactly are you all looking to see next as you begin to 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 go forward with his recovery? Yeah, well, we want to see him continue to uh, uh, breathe more on his own, and then we want to get him breathing completely on his own. That'll be the next uh, big milestone for him. Okay, thank you guys so much. Uh, hello, doctors. Uh, Adam Kilgore with the Washington Post. Uh, thank you for for doing this. Um, at, at this stage, um, what, what would you project to be the best case, uh, scenario for DeMar's, uh, ultimate return to function? I think, um, I mean, what is the best? The best is getting him to the way he was at eight o'clock on Monday, uh, evening is, um, completely neurologically intact, strong, um, good lung function, uh, no cardiac dysfunction, um, with his heart. Um, the best outcome would be back to who he was before this all happened. Thank you. Hi, this is Jacqueline Howard from CNN, and thank you so much for taking my question, and thanks for all of the work that you guys are doing. Um, I do have some questions about just the, the chain of events and what happened. Uh, we're curious, did he have a second resuscitation at the hospital, and then how long was the defibrillator used and the total minutes of CPR? 
And lastly, uh, can you confirm, is he moving his hands and feet at this time? Thank you. I'll start in reverse. He's moving his hands and feet. Um, and uh, again, appears to be you know, neurologically intact uh, to uh, both our exam and our neuro, neurology consultants exams. Um, so it appears to be doing well. Um, he, is, he received one uh, defibrillation and one round of CPR uh, that was on the field. He did not receive a second uh, defibrillation or additional CPR once he was in the ambulance um, or uh, at the hospital. Hey, doctors. Uh, <clears throat> thank you for doing this. Uh, to clarify something that was just said, the best is getting him back to the way he was prior to the injury. Does that mean the door is open for him to play professional football again? And then in the more immediate term, um, what's a reasonable amount of time to suspect that he will remain in intensive care and uh, in the hospital as a whole? I think the, the answer to the first question about his future in professional football is that it's an entirely too early to, to have that conversation. He's still critically ill in the ICU. Our focus is on getting him um, better to get him extubated and, um, and, and on the road to recovery. So it, it, it truly is too early to, to have that, that conversation. Um, and I already forgot your second question. I apologize. Uh, the, the, real, uh, the real next steps are allowing him to, to continue to get better. Again, we're, we're still focused on the day-to-day. And then we'll talk about, uh, you know, next steps after that. This is Tom Puckett from WBEN News Radio 930 in Buffalo. Uh, doctors, I know you just uh, answered Chris's question about the time frame for uh, DeMar Hamlin's return uh, after the pro football, but uh, how much post-hospitalization physical therapy and the likes will he need before he gets clearance to return to football? Yeah, that's a very good question. And that's a very, it's really individualized to each person. And, and that, that process of recovery, rehabilitation starts to really engage and involve physical therapists, um, rehab physicians in terms of what are his needs. Um, he was incredibly sick for two days in the ICU and and we would expect that as he continues to recover, we'll see what kind of sequelae there may or may not be from that. A lot of it is just going to be defining what kind of strength may he have from that and, and recover as we get his nutrition back up to par and his strength back up to par and his, his rehab and recovery. So it'll be a very individualized, tailored plan that'll become a lot more clear when we're in that phase, um, which we're, we're still a little ways out from. Hello to you both, and thank you, as all of us have been saying so much, for taking some time to be here with us today. This is Jenna Harner from WPXI in Pittsburgh. You mentioned liberation from the ventilator. What hurdles are still left for DeMar to get off that ventilator, and hopefully, as I know a lot of us are hoping, to have him get out of the intensive care unit? Yeah, we, we sort of view the, the ventilator as an aid uh, for him as he needs it. And so, you know, after the initial event, uh, we were supporting him on the ventilator 100%. And what our goal really is for liberation from mechanical ventilation is to uh, gradually decrease the amount of support and let him pick up the difference. And when we you know, reach 0% support, breathing tube comes out, and, and then we define that as success. Hi, this is Maura Holman with Today. Thank you again so much for taking the time. 
Um, there's been a lot of speculation around the fact that Damar's condition might be related to a condition called commotio cordis. I just wanted to see if you guys had any thoughts on that. I know it's a little early to tell at this stage based about the etiology, but do you have any thoughts on whether that might be playing a role? And if so, how that may affect the recovery process? Thank you. Uh, for sure. Um, we, we, we've similarly heard the, those same suggestions. And, and the way that I would answer that question is that that condition, commotio cordis, is an incredibly rare um, event that happens. It's also a diagnosis of exclusion in our world, which basically means we have to rule out many other more common or more deadly or more fixable type um, conditions before we can settle in on an ultimate diagnosis such as that. And so he has ongoing testing. Um, there'll be tests in the future. Um, and so I, I guess it would summarize down to it. It is still too early to say that. Is it on the list of considerations? It is, um, but he has many other things that we need to work through before uh, a final etiology or cause for this arrest can be um, definitively defined. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hi, doctors. Uh, Maggie Vespa with NBC News. Thank you again. Just echoing what everybody's saying. Uh, first and foremost, a minute detail question, but but what is he writing on? Is it a whiteboard or a notepad? It, it, it's it's high tech. It's a it's a pen and a piece of paper and a clipboard. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's uh, very high tech. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the next question, uh, I appreciate your thoughts on next steps and what you'd like to see moving forward. We were wondering, is there a timeline by which you sort of really want to see him breathing on his own, meaning if you don't get it by that time, it could have consequences. That's a, that's a really good question. Every patient is different. Um, and when families uh, ask me, how long do I need to be in the ICU? How long is our family member going to need to be on a ventilator? The answer is as long as it takes in whatever you need. Uh, and so, you know, from our standpoint, uh, we'll continue to give him all the uh, support and intensive uh, physician, ICU, and respiratory care uh, that he needs. Uh, but our goal is to eventually you know, be able to peel that all away uh, so that he's doing it all on his own. But the, the short answer is, as long as it takes, uh, there's no threshold in our world beyond which there, there's damage from the ventilator support itself. Uh, and, uh, but you know, we like to liberate him as soon as possible. I appreciate it. And then can you also, uh, just got a text, say who, if anyone in particular, he was asking that first question to, like maybe who's the first person he talked to when he woke up, but I, I, I won't, uh, can't say names, but it was to his bedside nurse last night. Okay, gotcha. So, and is he holding anyone's hand? We had heard he might be holding family members' hands. Yep, so he held many people's hands. Held my hand. Um, he did. His, his parents have been have been with him um, constantly. Uh, there's a lot of family members, a lot of support from his family and friends, as again as well as um, members of the, the the Buffalo Bills administrative and medical teams. Um, that have been really at his bedside throughout, which is is admirable in terms of the support that the Bills have 
have, have shown here. And so, yes, he's, he's held many people's hands. And, and, and the, you know, the Bills uh, organization folks, as well as the family, have been with him uh, constantly. He's interacted with all of them uh, today. Uh, and so he's been, he's been very interactive with them. Great. Thank you both very much. Hi, good afternoon. Larry Seward with WCPO in Cincinnati. Timeline question. Um, you mentioned the care that happened within a minute of him being down on the field. Can you walk us through the additional timeline of how much time it took to get him from being intubated there on the field to being in the ambulance to being in the emergency department re receiving that, that care there? Um, the on-field the on resuscitation um, uh, timeline, it, 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 that, that is going to be reviewed and, and really um, looked at in depth um, kind of at a later moment. We like to do a more detailed debrief to really make sure that we can identify exactly what you're talking about for um, both review and, and overall quality assurance. In general, it was, it was several minutes um, on the field uh, before, he, before um, CPR was started, just a couple of minutes before CPR was started, as well as um, before the defibrillation. He initially had a pulse on the on the on the field and then lost it under the, the nose of the, the physicians and the team that was uh, with him. And so he had truly immediate bystander CPR and then a defibrillation uh, happened within several minutes as well. At that point, and that's that is really textbook for the kind of arrhythmia that he had. And at which point then, while his respirations were being supported, uh, he was moved into the ambulance where he was successfully uh, and quickly intubated and then transferred to the hospital. And so I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, he was at the hospital um, a little after a half hour um, from when he fell, 45 minutes. I, I don't have the exact timeline, but again, it was all textbook to what I would expect for the kind of uh, cardiac arrest that he experienced. <clears throat> and again, we can't, right, can't we say will, enough. We will take a break here. Uh, you've been listening to the press conference via Zoom from the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati. Dr. William A. Knight and Dr. Timothy Pritz providing answers to several media questions about DeMar Hamlin's current status, his care, and the steps that led to getting him to the hospital in rather efficient fashion, which sounds, based on a lot of their answers, that it was critical in the recovery we've witnessed from DeMar to this point. We will take a break and be back with more on what was covered by the two doctors next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.